A journalist has sex during her interview for a segment on swingers clubs. A sheriff was attacked by a flying dildo riding a drone. And a bobcat caused a high school evacuation, but then was revealed to be a missing house cat. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News. This is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. We do five day a week. Weird news from around the world. Got some good stories for you. Thanks for coming. A journalist has sex during her interview for a swingers club story. I like this. She totally immersed herself in the experience to get the most information that she could because she wants to portray the swingers club as accurately as possible for her readers or her viewers. This is how you do it. You dive right in. You're going to do a story about dolphins. You go and swim with the dolphins. You're going to do a story about a food fight. You participate in the food fight. (laughs) She's like, I'm going to do a story about swingers. Maybe I should get naked. A Danish journalist went all the way during her segment about the Swingers Club to get a scoop on the Swingers Club, which is near Copenhagen. Louise Fisher, age 26, had sex with a man that she was interviewing. The journalist was heard moaning on the radio during the On the Record Intercourse, part of a two-minute segment that aired on Radio 4 in Denmark. Here's a quote from Louise. I... Like, don't have a boyfriend. That definitely made it a lot easier. My mother, she knows about it. She just thinks it's funny and laughs. My father thought it was really cool, too. Well, you have some very cool parents, Luis, I have to say. The adult segment dealt with the reopening of a swingers club named Swingland. And after lifting the COVID-19 restrictions, Swingland was open for swinging. Expectedly, Fisher received mixed reactions to her interview with the swinger, although she's very proud of her segment. Uh, Most of the reviews were positive. They thought it was very brave and very cool. Others think that she may have crossed the line in journalism. I don't think so. I mean, I'm a big fan of Hunter Thompson, who invented, like, gonzo journalism. This guy, like, he wanted to write a book about the Hells Angels. He went and joined the Hells Angels. Not really joined them, but he hung out with them for, like, two years. This guy, like, showed you that if you want to really get down to the bottom of something, you got to dive right in, literally and figuratively. The article says, as for Radio 4, instead of censoring her interview, it appreciated Fisher's dedication and made light of the situation to make audiences feel more comfortable. They even gave a warning. Warning! It got hot and wet for both our reporter and the guests before they played her interview. At one point during the segment, full of sounds of bodies slapping, this journalist asks the man she's having sex with if he can tell her what he's seeing, and he responds, a delicious woman. Fisher says that she hadn't planned on participating in the club initially, but it made sense after she arrived there. (laughs) She says... Even though it wasn't, like, the best sex of my life, you know, the men in this club are very polite, very considerate, I found. I felt like a goddess. They make, they make you feel very special. For me, it's just very natural. It's part of my job to give an insight into a world that not everyone has access to. One critic said that Fisher could get away with this only because she's a woman. Had a man had sex on the radio, he would probably have had the whole country against him, this person was quoted as saying. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. What do you guys think?
Could a man get away with this, doing a story like this? Do you think this woman crossed the line in journalism? Call the show, 646-450-2012. A sheriff was attacked by a flying dildo riding a drone. Is that a dong on a drone? Nobody expects a flying dildo. But that's exactly what confronted Sheriff Manuel Gonzalez, whose campaign for mayor was dramatically interrupted on Tuesday by a large sex toy attached to a drone. (laughs) The drone flew and hovered toward Gonzalez as he was answering a confrontational question from a member of the audience. It provoked some nervous laughter from the crowd of about 70 people. Gonzalez attempted to continue with his answer as a woman in the audience finally had to ask, Is that a dong on a drone? (laughs) Sure. Sure it was a dong on a drone. Who was flying this dildo around? The offending object was then snatched from the air by a man identified in the press as the owner of the establishment that was hosting the event. The incident resulted in criminal charges. Ooh. I guess they found out who was flying this dildo drone. 24-year-old Kaylin Ashby Dreyer has reportedly been accused of punching Gonzalez on his hands during a brief scuffle at the foot of the stage after the flying dildo was grounded and Dreyer tried to retrieve it. Oh, I needed the play-by-play on that. Apparently, they grounded the dildo. Now, Well, the drone that was flying the dildo. These drones aren't cheap, by the way. So if it's your drone, of course, you want to retrieve it if you can. So then it seems as though 24-year-old Kalen Ashby Dreyer ran to the front of the stage where the potential mayor, Gonzalez, was giving his speech, answering his questions, scuffled with some people as he tried to retrieve his flying dildo and punched the guy that was running for mayor, Gonzalez. Dreyer's been charged with petty misdemeanor battery, resisting, obstructing an officer, all over a prank with a dildo and a drone. It's a lot here. I mean, when he began flying that dildo around, it was a lot of giggling going on at... You probably probably didn't foresee himself at the end of this whole escapade having to punch the guy running for mayor. What was the reason he was flying this dildo around? Let's keep going with the article. Maybe they tell us. Is it just a straight up prank? Or is this individual uh, somehow supporting the opponent of Mr. Gonzalez? Uh, Gonzalez's campaign issued a defiant statement, it says here, saying the candidate was unhurt by the dong. <laughs> the whole thing was captured on video. On a coordinated attempt, this was a coordinated attempt to disrupt the campaign, they say. Gonzalez said, I will not be intimidated. I will not be intimidated by a dong, whether it's flying or not, whether it's large or small. I won't let a dong get in the way of me running for mayor. I believe I have the leadership qualities that this town needs. I will not be thwarted by a flying dong of any sort. You better believe it, guys. And as a mayor, you want somebody who's strong, who can withstand a flying dong. You really do, because you never know when a flying dong's going to come at you when you're in office, when you're on the job. <laughs> Hardly any of that was the actual quote of this guy. I just thought I'd have some fun with it. Um, it remains, it says here, it remains unclear who exactly was behind the dildo drone. Oh, I thought this guy, uh, Kalen, was behind it. He just happened to punch for no reason? Gonzalez has pointed the finger of blame at his political opponent, Albuquerque Mayor Tim Keller. Keller has denied any involvement. How dare you accuse me of flying dildos? I'm a very serious candidate for mayor. We have real tactics called building a political platform. 
Now, when I get together with my team, I build a political platform. I don't ask, how can we thwart the Q&A of my opponent? And I certainly, if I was going to thwart the Q&A of my opponent, I wouldn't come up with a dildo on a drone. I'm not a child. That wasn't really the quote of that person running against them. I just thought I would add that for color. (laughs) I don't know where else to go with this story. I thought the person arrested was the owner of the drone. Very strange that the person got in a scuffle over the drone and the dildo and then had to punch the guy running for mayor. If it wasn't your drone, I don't know what you're getting involved for. At that point, just let him take away the drone. Well, guys, it just goes to show it's very difficult to run for mayor these days. You never know how you're going to get heckled. Sometimes it's someone yelling out some crap about your wife. Other times, it's somebody flying in a dildo, landing right on your chin. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. A bobcat caused a high school evacuation, but then was revealed to be just a missing house cat. Scranton, Pennsylvania. A little cat confusion created quite the scare at a high school in Scranton, Pennsylvania. It began when high school officials thought that a bobcat was roaming around the school on Tuesday morning. Surveillance video of the alleged bobcat in the school's cafeteria was looked at. As a precaution, they sent the students home early and called in the Gaming Commission. (laughs) Wildlife officials spent about two hours searching for the bobcat inside the high school. They did not find a bobcat. It was just a regular house cat. I don't know how you screw this up. You look at surveillance surveillance footage, how poor and old and grainy is your surveillance footage? Maybe you ought to update your video surveillance equipment, Scranton. If you can look at some video of a house cat and think that it's a bobcat, maybe get it together. Maybe go see for yourself, like in person, if it's in fact a bobcat before you go call the wildlife officials and evacuate the entire school. That could be helpful. It Here's a quote from the game warden. It looks, I mean, identical. It has the colors of a bobcat. It's missing a tail. So, you know, I guess they just erred on the side of caution. We did, too. We wanted to make sure all the students are safe, the staff are safe. (laughs) The cat is actually a clouded jack, which is an exotic breed that resembles a bobcat, apparently. Oh, my bad. I apologize. I was making fun of the Scranton video surveillance equipment saying that it's antiquated. Uh, Wow, did I just say antiquated? I'm very proud of myself. See what you get on Weird AF News, guys. You get, you get dildo stories, but you also get big words like antiquated. <laughs> and I'm just uh, rounding everything out here. So uh, I, my deepest condolences. I don't mean to inf- offend the Scranton School District, as if the Scranton School District gives a damn about this podcast. Here's a quote from the school district superintendent, Melissa. I don't think anyone would have predicted this, of course, but again, our staff and students did a wonderful job not reacting, just quietly going out of the building, and we will let the professionals, you know, the animal control, do their job, and that's exactly what we did. Once officials safely removed the cat, volunteers at a local animal shelter found out that the feline was actually microchipped. Turns out the cat had been missing for at least three months. The cat has a name, Kashi, uh, which I believe is a delicious cereal. Great name for a cat, by the way, Kashi. 
Kashi's been re- reunited with his family. Oh, that's wonderful. It's a good, happy animal story at the end of the day. Uh, here's a quote from the owner of the cat. Oh, well, they got everybody in this article. They just went out and did their job. This is good journalism here, guys. Had us for a little bit of a run around town, you know, trying to follow up leads and stuff. And then you know, lo and behold, Kashi's at the high school. So, wow, we, we loved it. We got, to be, we, got my, we got our cat back. That's great. Yeah, that's just a happy story. Everybody loves stories about cats and kitties and doggies. I just thought I'd give you one here. Uh, I went deeper and I, I clicked on a piece of the video because I had to see for myself. Does it, does it look like a bobcat? Eh, kind of. I mean, there's no tail, but you know how bobcats have those long whiskers at the tops of their ears? Like, their ears are very different, bobcats. Uh, in, in this instance, the cat does not really look like a bobcat. I think they could have avoided this... this uh, emergency here but you know you gotta you can't be too careful at schools are bobcats really a thing in this country i recently came across a video of a lady and her husband they're packing up their van to go on a little trip and a bobcat just jumps on her and the husband comes over and grabs the bobcat off her and walks it into the center of the yard and chucks it across the yard it's a fascinating video it went a little viral a few weeks ago i don't know if you guys saw it but you should watch that Apparently, there's just bobcats all around. Is that what's going on? I need more information, guys. Help me out here. Do I need to carry around some bobcat mace? Help me. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, thanks for sending me articles, those of you who did. You know who you are. Leslie, Jen G, Erica, Connie, who else? Kat, and uh, Mecca BG. Mecca BG, what a cool name. Sounds like a Street Fighter character. Mecca BG. <laughs> I got a review on Amazon from someone named Allie B, who doesn't really like the podcast very much. She wrote, good info, bad host. Two stars. She writes, this could be a great podcast if they had a different host. The host is really irritating and unlikable. I love humor, but this guy isn't funny. Just annoying. Well, all I can say, Allie, is thanks for giving me two stars. I appreciate that. You sound like someone who would uh, would have ordinarily gave me one star. These are the kinds of reviews I get that are one star. But you gave me two, and I appreciate that. Thanks for trying the podcast. It's not for everybody. Not everybody thinks I'm funny. Um, some people like me. Some people don't. Uh, but thanks for giving it a try. I appreciate anyone who's given, given the podcast a listen because there's a lot of podcasts out there. So the competition is fierce. So if you gave it a try, I, I can only thank you. And I hope you find, well, I hope you find a daily, a daily weird news podcast that's recorded five day a week in a sweaty closet for very little money. That's uh, better than this one. I don't know if there's another. I don't know if there is another one, but um, I hope you find one. Uh, you guys can leave a review on Amazon or iTunes. Those are places that you can do it. There might be more places, but I'm, I'm not really familiar. And uh, if you'd like to call the show six four six four five zero twenty twelve, love to hear from you. If you want to send me an article, because tomorrow is Friday, and you know I'm going to need those Florida stories. If you could, 
if you could just uh, create an influx in my inbox of weird Florida stories from this week, that would be appreciative. If you happen to come across some, if not, no big deal. Uh, I go I go on a search myself regardless. But the email is funnyjones at gmail.com. You can submit them on social media as well. I'm at funnyjones on Instagram and Twitter. You can send articles that way as well. You can also submit them through the website, weirdafnews.com. So yeah, send the Florida Friday stories. And um, what else? Oh, check out my Patreon if you'd like to support the show. Um, if you th- if you get some sort of uh, entertainment out of it. Uh, not not everybody thinks I'm unlikable. Uh, some of you think I'm likable. <laughs> and if you do and you want to support, uh, you can join the Patreon by going to patreon.com slash weirdafnews. And in addition to supporting the show with a couple bucks each month, you get... Uh, you get extra content as well. A lot of content, actually. There's a lot of stuff in there. And uh, I think you might like some of it. And there's a nice little community of people in there that support the show, that are fans of the show, and they make comments and whatnot. It's very lovely. Uh, so check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Uh, listen, I hope you have a great Thursday, and uh, we'll, we'll try and do a bang-up job in tomorrow's Florida Friday episode. So send me those articles, and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow for Florida Friday, baby. Yeah.